Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome to another edition of the Boston College Football Show. If it's hump day, that means it's Zoom day with Jeff Hafley. Coach, good to see you again as we celebrate a big-time win over Georgia Tech and we look ahead to the showdown at Death Valley against number one Clemson. But first things first, how you doing? I'm good, John. How are you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing pretty good because, you know what, everybody's walking around with a smile on their face watching that offense come together on Saturday against Georgia Tech. We spoke to you last week. You said, you know what, we're close and you certainly got there. I think it was as close to a perfect game as you can play offensively with the exception of a few plays. How did it all come together? Well, it, it's kind of like what I was, I've been saying. It's, I've been very confident with the offense and just trying to get everybody to stay patient. And, and all I meant by that was we really didn't play much in the spring and, and our training camp wasn't a real training camp. So this year for us is going to be about getting better. And Every day in practice, we see it. We see the offensive line starting to gel together and obviously the quarterback and the running backs. And going into the Virginia Tech game, I just felt so good about where the line and the run game was. And, you know, it was there. And I, and, and I felt it was there. And unfortunately, we turned the ball over and we can't do that. That's on us. But I said after the game in the locker room, it's coming. And I was confident. The thing, with, the thing about me is I'm not going to give you coach talk. If I don't think we're ready, I'm going to tell you. And if I think we're going to be ready, I'll tell you that too. And I told the team that. And going into that game, I felt about as good as I had with our offensive plan and where we were at, and it showed. I mean, we got up so fast on them, and our offense at one point looked unstoppable. And truthfully, if you watch the tape, there were plays out there, like you said. There were, there were more points on the board that we could have had, which is the nice thing because it means there, there is room for improvement, and we have to get better. But really proud, especially the O-line and Coach Applebaum and Coach Signetti, just blocking out the noise and, and working hard and playing ball. Yeah, and I think a very good barometer too, Coach, is just you responded well after the loss of Virginia Tech. What does that say about the team's mental toughness? Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up because truthfully, that to me is going to be one of the biggest steps for us as a program. You know, and it goes back, if you think about it, what have we showed this year? Well, we got down in a couple games and we came back and won. That's not, a, that's not easy to do, especially in college football. And, you know, you lose a really tight one in North Carolina, almost a two-point conversion. What do you do? You win the next week. Well, you just you get beat up on national TV. And to the, to the eye, right, to the public eye and their opinion, just looking at the score, I mean, sure. you were beat up badly. And the fact that our players could take that game and not listen to the noise and truthfully watch the film and see, yeah, we got beat up, and that's on us. Virginia Tech did a nice job. Congratulations. But that game was on us and our players realized that and they bought in and they responded and that's what we wanted to see we wanted to see how we were going to respond to that game 
And to me, that was going to be the barometer of how much buy-in there really was with us and our new staff and our new team. And the way we came out from the first play when Barlow, I know he got the personal foul, but the way he came off the ball and knocked out that running back, yeah. um, I felt it. And then when we got the ball and we drove right down the field and punched it in, I felt it. So a credit to those players and the staff for the buy-in and the energy and the belief. I think that's a really, really big step, John. Yeah, I think it is, too. And David Bailey took another big step because he ran like the Bailey we saw in 2019 when he gained 844 yards. His best game, 83 yards, two touchdowns. He gave him the game ball. How was that post-game in the locker room? It was awesome. And, um, you know, it was, it's such a special moment that I wish everybody – I wish we could film it and everybody could see. Um, you know, he comes in a little bit late because he's doing his interview. And when he does, I grab him and throw him in the middle of guys dancing. I got the music going. And, and it was pretty neat. When I handed him the ball, it, it was more than just that game and the two touchdowns. It's, it's what he's meant to the team. When everybody thought we were just going to throw the ball 60 times a game, he never one time complained. He never one time came in my office. He never one time pointed a finger. He didn't flinch. What he did was he worked. If he had to block, he blocked. If he got the ball 10 times a game, he got it 10 times a game. But then when his number was called on a big night, he made the plays, and he stuck with it. And that's what life's all about, and that's what our team and our program is all about. And that game ball for me to give to him was so much more than just the two touchdowns and the and the great game that he had. That was a special deal for me to give it to him. Yeah, what a perseverance moment for him. Uh, and I think there's a lot of guys, and you're probably familiar with some, who, who would go in your offenses and say, give me the ball more. Uh, that says a lot about his mental fortitude, maybe also about the captains around him. I know he's not one, but you got five. What are they doing to keep this team together? Well, I mean, just look. I mean, if, if you really want to look harder, what have they done to, to keep this team together since June? You know, they've stayed away from from a pandemic. I mean, we still, with over 5,000 tests, besides the one player who came here with it, we, we haven't had a positive test. So the leadership on this team right now, you, you could say is as good as any team in the entire country. Forget wins and losses. What this team and these guys have been able to do is remarkable. And I mean that. And I just think the growth we're gonna get from that is, it's gonna take us to great places. Yeah, and defensively, you got Max Richardson and Isaiah McDuffie, who averaged 10 tackles per game, top three in the ACC. They're excelling, Coach. We knew that would be the case if they were healthy this year, but are they taking another step? I think they both took a, a really big step, and they both played their best game, uh, which is really good to see. McDuffie was all over the place, making plays. A couple times, the ball almost spit out and got him down. Max, again, great job, a ton of tackles. Uh, and just overall on defense, we got back to taking the ball away. We were plus three in turnovers, and truthfully, we should have been plus four because, you know, we had a terrible uh, late hit on the quarterback on a fourth and 20 that Palmer intercepted down the sideline. Uh, so, it, again, you want to look at this team, we lose the turnover battle five to zero a week before, and then we basically win it three to nothing the following game. So the way they responded and everybody said, what are you going to do to hold on to the ball? How are you going to take it away? That's a credit to our football players and to the staff. Through six games, where, what areas of the defense do you want to see get better? Well, just the little things, right? If you look back to that game, third and ten, you know, we jump offside. We jump offside on a third and ten, then they go down and score. That's one touchdown right there. And you got to be more disciplined than that. And, and we're going to work. And, and, and I'll take blame for that, too. I need to better do a better job of putting them in the situations, right? Um, fourth and 21, we're off the field. We got to know the down and distance, and you got to be careful there. You can't have third and fourth down fouls. So that's 14 points right there. Okay, then you want to take it a step further. 
we get uh, third, it's third down and 10 going in and we get a DPI, that's 21 points we're off the field. <laughs> so again, no, no credit away from Georgia Tech. I mean, obviously they scored after those plays, right? So they did a nice job. We have to get off the field on third down. We're getting teams to third down. We got some free runners. We got some great blitzes. You got to get off the field and be more disciplined on third down. That, that's the biggest thing I'll tell you right now. So that's going to be huge this week. We'll get into that with Clemson coming up. But as far as DPI goes, I know and you're very well schooled in this. Do you know what constitutes DPI? It seems like it changes every week. Yeah, unfortunately, that's been that way since I've been coaching DBs. Um, you know, it's hard, right? I think it's hard to call. Everybody, every ref seems to call it a little bit differently. Um, but the key for me is don't grab, don't pull. Turn and look for the ball and try your best to compete at the reception point. And truthfully, John, um, if a guy fouls a guy and gets DPI on first down, second down, I'm okay with it. And, and you know, one or two a game, it's going to happen. Because if it's not, you're not being aggressive enough at the reception point. And that's just how we coach. Can't happen on third down. You, you can't foul on third down. It's just... It's like a turnover, right? You stop a team, and then you give them a whole new life. So we yeah. just got to be smarter and know the down and distance. A guy I think has been unheralded throughout his BC career. He's kind of quiet, but he always seems to make plays. Is Mike Palmer, uh, the scoop and score. Uh, looked like he might have a leg injury. Um, I know he, he, that's kind of hazy right now. Maybe he's questionable this week. We'll get into that. But as far as Palmer and his playmaking ability, where does he stand in your mind? Oh, he's done a great job. I mean, he had the scoop and score, and then he, he had the pick in the end zone. Um, unfortunately, it got called back because of the roughing. Um, Mike's a guy, he's smart, tough, reliable. He knows where to line up. He knows the checks. He understands what, what we're going to get each week from the offense, and he continues to show up and make plays. It's just he is. He's, he's a guy that no one really talks about, and they should, because he's putting together a really good year, and I'm really proud of him, the way how hard he works. Is he Okay. Well, yeah, he's okay. He was limited today. He practiced a little bit today and yesterday. We'll see where he's at tomorrow. Um, if you remember, he came out of that game actually right after that interception that got called back. Um, you know, so that would probably be questionable, I would say, right now, whether or not he plays, but we're hopeful. Deion Jones, another guy, part of your safety group. You've gotten a lot out of your safeties this year. That was an area of concern entering the season. What has Jones done? I know he's had some injuries, too, but since he's come from Maryland, are you happy with his progress? Really happy. Before he got injured, I thought he was on pace to have a really good season. Uh, then he obviously had to step back, and he's kind of got to wear that bionic arm on his, <laughs> or bionic whatever that is, on his one arm. The, the most impressive part was the way he tackled in that game. If you really watch that game closely, he had a bunch of open field tackles that were huge for us. That saved a lot of plays, so really proud of the way he's played. If I was to ask you, all right, you're looking for a robo-safety. Maybe Nolan Turner's one for Clemson. He's the guy that's emerged for them this year. But what's your classic Jeff Halfley safety? Well, it, it's, it's two, right? I like to put a guy in the middle of the field with a ton of range who can go sideline to sideline. If that ball's in the air, he's going to go and get it. Uh, that guy, same guy, if the ball's thrown across the middle of the field, he's going to take a straight line and blow it up. And that's the guy, if anything breaks, he kind of erases anything bad. He gets the guy down on the ground. And I've been around some good ones. I've been around some bull bowlers. That, when you get a guy like that in the middle of the field, it changes your defense. Then you look at a strong safety. A strong safety is a guy you can get in the box, and he can line up on tight ends. He can be a linebacker for you in run situations, drop back in pass situations, blitz off the edge, cover tight ends, big physical guy. And, uh, you know, uh, Muse has done a pretty nice job filling that role this year. 
I mean, that interception he had against Georgia Tech, I mean, that was clinic tape on his own yep. drop, the way he went up and got that ball. Had some big tackles, did a nice job in man-to-man coverage. Uh, but those are the things that we're looking for in a safety. I think really the most encouraging thing, especially on defense coaches, you're getting better every week. I know that you're not quite where you want to be because you have high expectations, but you know the layman says, or at least I think, uh, we all think on our broadcast that you guys are definitely rising. Is that correct? Yeah, you know, Coach Lugaboo and the staff, I, I believe, have done a great job. I mean, if you look, Coach Vinny with the with the D line, Coach Zar with the DBs, uh, Coach Turner plays a huge part with the safeties, and then Coach Duggan, one of BC's finest. We have a really, really good defensive staff, really well coached. They relate to the players really well. They know the scheme. A bunch of the guys have been around me. Um, and they're doing a great job of teaching these players. Because, again, I've said to you guys before, this game's about fundamentals and technique. And if you were able to come to our practice, you would see us stress them. It's tackling. It's getting off blocks. It's leverage. It's pad level. It's running to the football. It's not so much drop this and drop that. We could all do that. But at the end of the day, if you can't do those other things in year one, it doesn't matter. So we have improved. And the biggest compliment that I continue to get is how hard these guys play. And um, give the staff credit, but give the players even more credit for the buy-in. Huge testament to many, including uh, your staff, no doubt about that, and the players too. This is the BC Football Show. We're going to dive into the number one Clemson Tigers, BC and Clemson, high noon in Death Valley on Saturday. Stick around. Back with more with the coach, Jeff Halfley, right after this from our good friends at Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is JP Plunkett, BC93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in, take a bow. Go Eagles! Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve BC, its students, and their families with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go Eagles! This is Karen's experience. I looked at houses for over a year, but only had a weekend to lock in an offer. At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know your home buying experience will be unique, which is why our dedicated mortgage loan experts work closely to understand you on a personal level, giving you the support and confidence to make smart decisions fast, especially on weekends. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at CambridgeSavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 543370. 
Guys, we work hard and play even harder. That's why Had Jars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Had Jars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better than average man for the past 50 years. Visit Had Jars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big-tall.com for more information. That's big-tall.com. Go BC! It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Jakovic will be under center on second and goal at the 5. 3.05 left in the first quarter. BC leads 7-0. Play fake. Jakovic back to throw at the 15. To the end zone. And caught. Touchdown, Boston College. C.J. Lewis's second score of the quarter. Is that foul worthy? Foul, my friend. Foul. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter-Perel. C.J. Lewis and the Eagles offense putting up some points early on Saturday at Alumni against Georgia Tech as they put up 48 to improve to 4-2 and two and 3-2 and two in the ACC. Welcome back to the BC Football Show with the coach Jeff Hafley. I'm John Mita Perel, a big part of the game coming up at Clemson Coach, the Banks McFadden Trophy. It's a old leather helmet given to the MVP of the game, and that's part of the BC Gridiron Club. You can support the football Eagles. Benefits include home game tailgates, away game venue bashes, and unprecedented team and program access. You can sign up at bcfootballgridiron.com. And we send a shout-out to Paul Crucione and Don Terrian and the rest of the BC Gridiron Club. They're usually down there at Clemson with the team coach. But it's high time for BC to win one of those trophies. Uh, it's been a long time, nine straight wins in the series for Clemson. They're due, coach. You're due for a W. Yeah, there's no question about that. Um, you know, definitely, definitely, obviously a good football team. You know, number one ranked team in the country. And, and, you know, we're familiar with all their weapons that they have. And, you know, we've had two really good days of practice. And, um, you know, like I told the team and, and I told the media earlier today, I'm not, I'm not going to make this into a shock the world, uh, David versus Goliath. That, that's not me. It's, it's not how I coach. It's not how we're going to approach things. We're going to work real hard in practice every single day. And I got asked earlier today, or, are you going to try harder in practice or give extra effort? No. I mean, if, if I did that, then what have I done the last three or four weeks? i not worked hard enough, right? And, and I've said this sure. to you guys over and over again, John. It's, it's every single day. Do everything, everything we can. It's players, coaches. Do every single thing we can the best we can to improve and get better and prepare. And if we do that all throughout the week, we're going to get on the plane and we're going to feel confident going into Saturday's game and we're going to let it rip. And we're going to get to that place where – we feel, we feel fearless and confident, and um, that's just how we have to approach the game. It doesn't matter who we're going to play. Obviously, we respect our opponent, and obviously our players know who we're up and what we're up against, but not gonna, I'm not going to be that guy who, who makes this bigger than it is. This is a football game that we need to go out and play our best and do our best. No, and that's the way it should be. I mean, it's the old Hoosiers moment with Gene Hackman. Remember that? The court's the same length for them. They put on the uniforms the same way. I mean, you can go all the way back to a 1980s sports movie. It's the same theme. It's all about uh, 
you know, having a nice measure of respect, but not too much. And C.J. Lewis is certainly abusing some secondaries lately. Uh, he's becoming a tough cover for any defensive back. Uh, that's going to be a tough ask for any opponent now, isn't it? Yeah, and, and just a credit to C.J. And obviously, Coach Daly has done such a good job with him. You know, you take a guy who's a high school quarterback, right? And the buy-in he now has, to, he's a receiver now. You know, there's no right. more quarterback. He's a wide receiver, and he's turning into a really good one. And Coach Daly's been coaching him up. And, again, I say this every week. I, I get it. The touchdown catches in the end zone, and he's becoming a red zone threat, especially as Phil scrambles around, right? You see that big body. It's almost like having a tight end receiver combination out there with how big he is, and he goes up and gets the ball, and he's sure-handed. The most impressive thing is we're just watching block downfield. I mean, it is – that is buy-in, that is for the team, that is what you want, and this kid is going to get better and better, and I really appreciate him. Yeah, that's an underrated aspect for any receiver. I know you asked a lot of them to do that, and it's good that he's certainly uh, picked up on that. Jerkovic, everybody, at least we're talking a lot about his similarities with Ben Roethlisberger. I heard Dabo Sweeney in his press conference yesterday talk about how tough he is to bring down, defenders bounce off of him. Do you see the Roethlisberger Roethlisberger comparisons? Yeah, there, there are some similarities. I mean, I think, you know, he's, he's got some work to do if he's going to be as, as good as Big Bang. Sure. I mean, you're talking about a guy who's won Super Bowls and is one of the better quarterbacks in the National Football League, you know. I was in that division when we were with the Browns, and what we always used to tell the DBs when we played Ben was, the play doesn't start until Big Ben makes the first guy miss. <laughs> and what I meant by that was Ben was going to drop back. Uh, we were going to cover and then after Ben stiff-armed somebody and made the first defensive lineman miss, then the second play started. Uh, and that was when you really had to defend. And, and that's what Phil brings, right? I mean, yep. he sits in the pocket. And, and, and although last week not sacked one time, so credit to the offensive line, but he sits in that pocket and keeps his eyes down the field and he, he kind of shoves people, pushes people. And uh, you got to cover for a long time. And that's hard. That's really hard. And that's how you generate explosive plays. Where you're seeing Phil, though, take a big step is the timing and rhythm that he's starting to feel in control of. And that helps the sacks and it helps the line. When you throw the ball with timing and rhythm, it's hard to get to the quarterback. And I just believe you're going to see him get better and better. Is that part of that little cheat sheet maybe that Frank Signetti wants for Dracovic to keep in the back of his pocket, timing and rhythm? Is that the mantra now? It, it has been, and, and you know, obviously, uh, Coach Signetti, he, he coached Aaron Rodgers, he coached Eli Manning, he coached Teddy Bridgewater, he's, he's coached a lot of good quarterbacks, and, and you constantly hear him say it, I go through your progression or check the ball down, you know, easy completion, get rid of it, but the timing and rhythm of our offense is what we're built on, and you know, if it's not there, though, the one thing you, you constantly hear other coaches talk about is how good we are with our scramble rule, and that's because our offense practices it all the time, it's not luck that when he scrambles out guys and guys get open, it's because of the work that goes into that. That's an art, and it's practiced all the time. Well, Clemson's defense, you know they're always prepared. What kind of things will they show on offense pre-snap, Jeff, and post-snap? Is that different? Is that something Brent Venables preys on? He does. He's, um, you know, he's aggressive. He changes it up. You'll, you'll see him in a four-down look when you guys watch the game, and then a three-down look. You'll see him send four. You'll see him send five. You'll see him send six. You'll see the DBs moving all around. He's got really good athletes on the perimeter, so he can be aggressive. You know, he can bring safeties. He can put them back. Um, but the one thing I'll say about the Clemson team is 
it, it's not just a go let your good players play. They're really well coached and they develop people. And that's why I have so much respect for Coach Sweeney and Coach Venables and Coach Elliott. They're good football coaches too, which is why it's not a we're good this year and the next year and then there's a lull. No, they develop players and they coach players. They do it right. And I respect that. And that's what we want to turn this into. We want to develop players, coach well, get good players. And, uh, you know, certainly they get some exceptional talent with their recruiting. But he's built that. It wasn't always like that. Um, so a ton of respect for them and everything that they do. Yeah, no, Sweeney said yesterday we're a developmental program. Someone asked him about bringing in the fifth-year transfers, which you've done and a lot of coaches are doing. And he's not so sure about that right now, I guess. When you're getting the top player out of your classes every year, you probably don't have to go that route. But I thought it was interesting you used the term developmental with Clemson. Do you think that's yeah. interesting? Yeah, and, and, and I think, you know, to some degree they are. Um, you know, if you look at some of their players, like you mentioned the safety, and you mentioned some linebackers that step in, even their starting middle linebacker, you know, they, they do. Like, right, they, they got their number 11, their three technique, their defensive ends who come in and shoot, man, they're rip-roaring, ready to go. But then what they do, and, and it's also really impressive, is they develop guys that might not play until they're juniors and seniors, and then they do a really nice job. And then they always have the next guy ready. Yeah. Um, so they're a team that coaches well. And that's also what happens when you have a staff in place and a system in place for a long period of time. Guys know the system. Guys know what it's supposed to look like. Guys see you know how you're supposed to do things in the locker room. And that's why... You know, that's why you love to see um, a guy stay in one place for such a long period of time because you can develop that. You know, so for, so for a young coach like me, I love it and I respect it. And, um, you know, those are the things that we want to try to build on. We want to recruit well. We're going to recruit, recruit well. I mean, that's something we have to do. But even more importantly, we have to take the recruits and coach them. You know, fundamentals, technique, the system, how we do things in the classroom, on and off the field, how we want these guys to develop as people. Um, and you need time for that, right? I mean, shoot, right now our, our guys barely even know each other staff-wise, and we're just putting this thing together. So I'm excited for the future. Oh, you should be. I think many BC fans are. There's no question about that. When you played them last year in the Fiesta Bowl, your Ohio State's defensive coordinator, what were your takeaways when you coached against them? What was the formula for you and Ryan Day and company to make sure that Ohio State was ready to play? Well, we, you know, we, we were a different team, right? So each you got to look at who you have, who you're going against, and it's our job to figure out the best plan. We had two first-round picks at corner and a first-round pick at defensive end. We were going to man up their wide receivers and, and let our guys go. Um, and it was effective. You know, the wideouts didn't have many yards, and, and he really didn't throw the ball that well against us. Um, but he did. He, he did run it. He heard us running the ball, and then uh, the running back killed us on a screen and on some big run plays. So what I took away from that game was um, – Trevor Lawrence is not just a guy who can throw the ball. He can run it, too. And the other thing I took away is he's tough. He's really tough because we hit him. We hit him really hard, and he bounced back up. And, you know, I liked him even more after it, respecting him a ton. And um, that's why I do think he's also – I think he's made of the right stuff, just like the running back. But certainly different staff, different people, different players, we're going to have to play him differently. Um, you know, because we have different players than we did at Ohio State. But I thought our formula was right. Um Looking back at the game, a couple things could have went our way. I do believe we could have won the game, but they beat us, and um, they went on, so there's no excuses there. Do you think this secondary that you have now, do you, do you go man? Is that, is that a thought process? That will be a surprise, John. I can't, uh, can't be giving that stuff away. <laughs> 
You know, no, I know. They got a lot of staff members. Clemson's got an army of staff members. There's probably someone listening right now, so I can't be telling you if we're going to play. Just between so, you and I, Coach. I'll oh. tell you. You can call me after the show. All right. No, I, I, that's, that's what I was expecting. But I, my point is, in terms of being aggressive against them, a mentality we saw it last week from Syracuse. They hung well. They ended up losing the game, but I think they still had a chance there. The mentality is you have to be aggressive, right? I think you have to be who you are. Um, you know, I'll say this. You know, we're building a system right now on defense, and it's been hard, right? We're trying to get really good at what we do. And I, I keep saying it, it goes back to fundamentals and technique. If all of a sudden I would come in and install three different coverages and three different blitzes, truthfully, we're not going to be very good at them. So I'd rather do what we do the best that we can and let it go than try to confuse and create. And, and then it's not fair to our players. I mean, then you're putting your guys in bad position. The thing that I can say that we've done a good job, and Tim has done a great job on defense this year, is like when you guys watch games and you turn on TV and there's just a free runner down the middle of the field and it's a touchdown. It's like, where, was, where were they, right? Or they run the ball and there's no one near. It's like, what are they in? We take pride in not letting that happen. We, we want to compete. We want to stay with our guys. We want to know what we're doing. We want to be sound. And you know what? If they beat us on a play, they beat us. That's football. They're good players. They got scholarships too. Um, but if we start designing new stuff and throwing stuff our players have never seen, they're not going to know what they're doing, and that's not fair to the players. Right. No, it's a great mentality to have. Certainly going to be a lot of fun to watch. We'll get back into Clemson and BC. Coach's keys to the game coming up and more on Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne. This is the BC Football Show. We'll be back after this. More from Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light. Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Heiser Bush, Bud Light Beer, and Bud Light Seltzer. IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest-growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve B.C., its students, and their families, with 11 dealerships across the Boston metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at mcgovernauto.com. Go Eagles! Technology has sure changed the way we live and bank. But one thing it should never change is the importance of knowing that when you need help, there's a neighbor that's there to lend a hand. At the Village Bank, we offer all the services you need to bank more easily, but with that personal touch that seems to be so hard to find today. To learn more about how we can help you, call 617-969-4300. Stop in or visit village-bank.com. Either way, we'll be there for you. The Village Bank, a member FDIC, member DIF. Sullivan Tire and Auto Service is celebrating our 65th anniversary with amazing deals on quality brand name tires for any vehicle. With the winter driving season not far off, Sullivan Tire has thousands of tires on sale from Goodyear, Michelin, Kelly, BF Goodrich, Yokohama, and more. Also save on auto repair as our ASE certified technicians get your car ready for any kind of weather. Locations all over New England, including Newton, Brookline, Somerville, and Watertown. Find out more and make an online appointment at SullivanTire.com. Go BC! To all our patients, 
Now is the time to protect your health by getting the important screenings you need. Newton Wellesley Hospital is here, safe and ready to care for you. For now and whatever comes next, no matter what. For early detection of breast cancer. For early detection of colon cancer. For your health and well-being. We're here for you. Come and get the care you need and deserve. The passion. The 25 first down, 20, 15, 10, 5, 3, 2, 1. The fury. Getting blood. Down he goes. The speed. Listen on Saturdays this fall. Starting at noon Eastern Time on ESPNU Radio, Channel 84. Third and four for the Georgia Tech 22. Jet sweep to Flowers, running east-west wide to the 20. First down to the 15 to the 10. To the end zone. Touchdown, Boston College. They shot him out of a cannon, and he capitalized. Do a dance, Zay, and you can take a bow. It's 30-7, to Boston College. How do you like that? You're listening to the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. Once again, here's John Meter Perel. Zay Flowers, Bolitnikoff Award candidate, is the top receiver in the nation. We saw him on jet sweeps throughout the year last year. They pull it out again against Georgia Tech, an explosive play. And Zay Flowers has high-caliber NFL speed coach. He's a lot of fun to watch. Your receiving core coming together very nicely. That has to be... Uh, extremely satisfying for you and Joe Daly and the rest of the coaching staff. Yeah, it certainly is. And again, credit to Coach Daly uh, for doing such a good job with those guys. You know, with limited pass action last year, what he's already been able to accomplish. New scheme, new system, new routes, and it's complicated. You see how much we shift and we motion and we move and we line up all over the place. It's like having a whole other calculus class out there. So credit to Joe and, and obviously those guys. Yeah, that's going to give uh, Brent Venable some headaches to contain, no doubt. But Trevor Lawrence and the Clemson offense, uh, 45-plus points a game. They don't do anything uh, with any weaknesses, at least from what I've seen. Uh, how do you contain Lawrence, and is he the best quarterback you've coached against in your college career? Yeah, he certainly is the best quarterback that I've coached against in my uh, college career coming back. Um, but even, even back before, before I left for the NFL, truthfully, he matches up with you know, I think he's going to be one of the better NFL quarterbacks. Um, I've, I've coached against all of them. And just, you know, it will take time and it will take a lot of hard work, but from everything I've seen, he has the tools. He's big, he's strong. And I keep saying he's got such a live body. He looks more twitched up and quicker on his feet this year. And he's doing a better job, in my opinion, of sitting in the pocket and being patient. And he can make the throw. He can make the boundary to field throw um, on a rope, throws the ball across the middle of the field, can throw it deep. And then he can keep things alive with his feet. He's a lot faster than people think he is. And, and I keep saying this, I credit him for how tough he is. And I think that's going to be one of the biggest differences when he gets to that league. Um, I think his mindset and his toughness are going to make him into a very, very special player. Um, hoping one of my buddies in the NFL gets him and, and can win a lot of games there with him. Well, I thought it was interesting yesterday when he uh, turned some heads saying that he might come back to Clemson. I'm not buying it, but... Uh, I think it would be uh, certainly an interesting call on his part. Uh, if you're if you're advising a Trevor Lawrence or any quarterback, Justin Fields, you're familiar with at Ohio State, he'll be a first-round pick. What do you tell him in terms of what's the secret sauce to succeed in the NFL as a quarterback? 
just hard work. Those guys, Justin and Trevor, both have the skill set. Um, they, they definitely do, and it, it's just your mindset. Those guys have to be the first in the building, the last to leave, because um, it's hard in that league. You're going to get a lot thrown at you. You're going to get a little bit bigger of a playbook, um, you know, and all eyes are on you all the time. You're going to get hit a little harder with faster guys rushing at you. But both of those players you mentioned, I do believe that's the future of the National Football League. Uh, it's certainly going to be a lot of good things to come on that platform. And I think Travis Etienne, is it possible he's underrated? I mean, he's definitely a Heisman candidate. His numbers are always staggering. I think the big thing with him, Coach, he only gets the ball 14 times a game because a lot of times they're in blowouts. Is that is that an accurate assessment that he's underrated? Yeah, and, and I, made, I made that comment the other day that he's underrated. And trust me, I said that as the highest compliment as I can because I think he's one of the best – players at any position in all college football and if he had left last year and was playing in the National Football League I think he'd be having a phenomenal career. Again, I think it's their mindset. When you watch him run the ball it's violent. He doesn't want to go down um, and he's just he's, he just seems like a guy who just constantly works hard and you know, credit him for coming back and wanting to be with his teammates and, and, and try to win a national championship but I have a lot of respect for him and after watching him play live last year even more. They lost a lot up front. Uh, they have one returning starter. It looks like they haven't missed too much of a beat. But is that? do you think that's something still coming together for them? Well, I'm sure it is, right, because it's still somewhat early in the season. And, you know, they did have a little bit more of a spring ball than most people. But I think they do a nice job up front. They got big guys who are athletic can move their feet. Uh, they block well. They do a ton schematically. And uh, I think it's a really solid group. When I say Tony Elliott, what do you think of? Well, I think he's a really good coach, and I think sometimes you look at teams that just have all this talent, and they just, you know, they do one or two things and just beat up on people. He does a lot. He does a lot, but they know what they're doing, uh, and that's a credit to Coach Elliott. You know, they um, they can drop back and throw the ball. They can. They, their RPO game is good. Their quarterback run game. Their running back run game. They'll boot you. They'll play action. You know, they'll screen you. Um, so he does do a lot, and it's again, it's nice when you can get in the same system, right? I mean, you get a quarterback. I mean, picture Phil three years from now, two years from now, playing in the same system, same coaches, same verbiage, same scheme. Just think about the confidence and how good you can get. Yeah. Sign of good coaching and good playing. So, again, I, when I compliment Clemson, it's not just on the players because they have really, really good players. It's on the coaching too, which doesn't always happen. No, it's the continuity aspect, right? And that's so huge. They lost – co-offensive coordinators at South Florida now, but it seems like they're not, again, they're not missing a beat. It starts with Dabo Sweeney. As you said uh, on the ACC Network today with Packer and Durham, you didn't know his first game was against BC back in 2008 when he was the interim coach and he won it, right? Yeah, I didn't know. You know, they, they told me that was his first win and you know, I made the joke that he has about 10,000 wins, but um, <laughs> no, it's, it's, I didn't know that. I didn't know it was the first trophy he won and um, <laughs> You know, I'm sure that was a special moment for him, just just like beating Duke um, with all the circumstances that we went through this year. Probably be one of the wins I look back on for the rest of my life. I'm sure it will be. And when you sit down and, and look at film for this, and I'm sure it can be overwhelming at times when you're watching this type of opponent, how do you all compartmentalize this? It's the same old thing as like you're watching Texas State, same thing? Yeah, I mean, you watch film the same way. You know, just for example, I'll speak about myself since – I don't want to speak for anyone else. I have my routine. Sunday when we're done with the players, I 
you know, I start to look at the pass game, two by two, three by one, um, and I look at the screens, and I look at the play action passes, and I look at the boots, and then I start to look at the run game and piece it all together. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you're playing, you have to have a routine and you have to have a plan. And we game plan the same way each week. Um, and like I told you earlier, if, if, if we had to work any harder this week, then shame on us for not doing it versus any other opponent. Uh, we give all we have until we can't do it anymore and we feel it's efficient. Um, and then we give it to the players. But, you know, I think our staff's put together a really good plan in all three phases. We, we've worked really hard this week. We still have work to do. And then uh, we're going to go give it our best. No, there's, I don't think there's any question about that. And I thought it was interesting, too, Coach. Doug Flutie, I didn't know this, texts you after every game, win or lose. Is that right? Yeah, he's texting me a bunch, which I really, really appreciate. You know, he actually sent me a text um, right before the two-point conversion of the North Carolina game, and it said something <laughs> like, hey, whether you get this or not, great job. And to me, that's the support that means the most right now. It's a guy who sees the process. It's the guy who sees what we just did. It's not, it, it wasn't the result. And that means more than you can know. Um, sure. And, and, people, and people need to know that, that a guy like Doug Flutie, like when I pick up my phone and it says Doug Flutie, I'm like, are you kidding me? Doug Flutie's texting me. This is a guy <laughs> in the backyard. I pretended to drop back and throw the ball 100 yards and somebody catch it and jumped up and down. And I thought because of him, I could be an NFL quarterback. And... The fact that he texts me and supports us like that just goes a long way for us. And Matt Ryan's been in contact as well, I read. And I think that's great that you want to welcome back all the former players, no matter if they were an All-American or a walk-on. You want to establish the connection with the process and the program because they built the foundation, right? They did. And, yeah, Matt's been awesome. Same deal. And, you know, I try to text Matt after, you know, he plays and, to me, that's, that's what this is built on. And the nice thing about college football is, and it doesn't always happen because, right, you get a coach who leaves and a coach who leaves, and those ex-players, they don't feel like it's theirs anymore, right, because it wasn't their coach. But, but Boston College football isn't me. It's so much bigger than that. And, and I don't have an ego, and I don't care that I didn't coach these guys. I want them back. This is more of their program than it is mine. And truthfully, I hope I'm here for – years and years and years and years where these players and these alumni want to keep coming back because I think the key is continuity because when you have that these people feel connected and the, the, all the guys that I coach and we coach for years and years and years they'll always feel connected and always come back well I want those other guys to know that hey just because I wasn't your coach this is your team this is your program support us I want you here and I want them to feel connected to us that's outstanding and I'm sure they do. And I'm sure, and again, that's a refreshing element that you brought. Uh, and uh, I know it will continue. Time now for the keys to the game, brought to you by McGovern Auto Group, owned by Matt McGovern, BC's class of 1992. McGovern Auto Group is the fastest growing auto group in the Boston area. Visit one of their 14 locations or check out McGovernAuto.com. All right, coach, what do you have to spring an upset against the Tigers? Well, I think in offense, it's about execution. And it's about moving the ball forward. And it's about, you know, controlling the clock, but at the same time being aggressive. When we take shots, we got to hit them. Our big players got to make big plays. They have to. When their number's called, they got to make the play. We got to be able to run it. We got to be able to throw it. But we can't go backward and we can't turn over the football. And then when we get in the red zone, it's got to be touchdowns. You're not going to beat this team with field goals. So we have to be aggressive in the red zone. On defense, it's the same thing. We, nothing foolish can't be we can't give up freebie 15 yards we can't 
we have to make them drive the length of the field, right? And then we have to attack the ball and steal possessions and give the ball back from our offense. They're an explosive group, and they hit plays on everybody. But we need to make them earn every single play, and we got to run and we got to hit. How are you feeling on your confidence meter from 1 oh, to 10? Okay. Well, what's today? Today, Wednesday or Thursday? Today's Wednesday. Today's Wednesday, so it's still a process for me, right? So Wednesday, I'm usually, no matter who we're playing, still feeling it out. Thursday, Friday, and when I get to that dark place on Saturday, I'll be very confident. <laughs> hey, and I got to tell you, I was celebrating the fact that you wore all black again against oh, Georgia let me, let me tell you this. So in my locker, this is funny, because in my locker I had the gray. I had, I, well, I can't tell you the other. I had, all right, I had gray pants and a white shirt. Yeah. And I started to think of you, and I actually told my wife, I said, Gina, I said, I think I'm going to switch it up this week. We lost, and she said, you got to wear all black. So you know what? Because of you and Gina, I wore all black. Now, my daughter, Hope, on the other hand, she wants me to be more colorful. So maybe I'll oh. have to change it up eventually. That's, that's a tough one. You know, I think you gotta, you got to pacify both sides here. But thank you, Gina. We have yeah. clearly sartorial splendor. No and doubt. I, I think the all black is returning in Death Valley, right? Yeah, it, it will return in Death Valley. Oh, very nice. Well done, Coach. Outstanding. I, I appreciate it. We are celebrating that, and uh, we look forward to celebrating a, uh, a monumental win right here. It says here, Coach, no doubt about it. Have fun down there. Enjoy it. There's going to be about 18,000 people. That will be interesting. That's the biggest, that will be the biggest crowd in my short head coaching career. <laughs> yes, it will. Yes, it will. So they'll, they'll generate some noise, but it's fun playing down there. And just enjoy it, Coach. Good luck. Appreciate it, John. Thanks for having me on, and thanks to everybody for listening. No problem. Thank you, and bring it home. He's Jeff Halfley on the BC Football Show. Coming up, we'll be joined by the BC Hall of Famer, the old linebacker Pete Cronin. We'll get his take on Clemson and BC. This is the BC Football Show. Back with more after this from Bud Light. Get your ice cold Bud Light. Bud Light Seltzer here. Even though you can't go to the game, doesn't mean the game can't be brought to you now here. Just go to BudLight.com slash delivery. That's BudLight.com Slash delivery. Give me two mangoes. Coming at you. It's a little short. Ow. Sorry. You know what? I'm just going to walk them over to you. Whenever there's a game to watch, there's a Bud Light there. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser Busch Bud Light Beer and Bud Light Seltzer, IRC Beer, Beer in Texas, St. Louis, Missouri. This is J.P. Plunkett, BC93. Like you, I'm super excited about Coach Halfley and his squad. I'm also super excited about my firm, Red Dome Realty. We lease, sell, and manage all commercial product types. Our clients get big company power that's accented by a small shop's entrepreneurial hustle. Please call or text me at 617-999-4993 and or see us at r-dome.com. Red Dome Realty, 617-999-4993. Get in, take a bow. Go Eagles. Boston College 1992 alum Matt McGovern is the proud owner of the McGovern Auto Group, Boston's fastest growing family of car dealerships. Matt is proud to serve BC, its students, and their families with 11 dealerships across the Boston Metro and over 5,000 vehicles to choose from. Don't settle for a new vehicle from just anyone. Join your fellow Eagles Matt McGovern, Mark Walker, Christine Hyde, and Tom Kilgariff at McGovern Auto Group. Visit them online at McGovernAuto.com. Go Eagles! This is Tom's experience. 
I was completely committed to buying a house. I just wasn't sure I could pull off a huge down payment. At Cambridge Savings Bank, we know that your home buying experience will be unique. That's why our dedicated mortgage loan experts share your commitment, taking the time to truly understand your individual needs and working with you to find solutions that set you up for success. See how Cambridge Savings Bank can help you get home at CambridgeSavings.com. Member FDIC, member DIF, equal housing lender, NMLS number 543370. Guys, we work hard and play even harder. That's why Had Jars believes that you should feel your best all the time. From casual wear to the perfect tailored suit for all the big and tall guys out there. Do yourself a favor and dress like the Eagles do on game day. Get to Had Jars, where they have been delivering confidence to the better than average man for the past 50 years. Visit Had Jars showrooms in Quincy or Burlington or go to big-tall.com for more information. That's big-tall.com. Go BC! It's back, the return of the prestigious Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, honoring college sports excellence across all competitive divisions, both men's and women's sports. Follow along with L Directors' Cup on Twitter or online to see which schools will be taking home a first-place trophy in June for their season-long success. Learfield IMG College Directors' Cup, a premier institutional award jointly launched in 1993 by USA Today and NACTA. Deep back, Bailey gets the call, trying to go straight ahead towards the end zone. He powers in. Touchdown, Boston College. David Bailey is the eagle in the end zone. His second score of the day. Is that bow worthy? I would say it is, absolutely. Take a bow, David Bailey. You got six. BC 47, Georgia Tech 21. This is the Boston College Football Show, presented by Bud Light. For more of tonight's show, here again, John Meter-Perel. It was a coming out party for the Boston College ground game. 264 yards, a season high for the Eagles. Anchored by David Bailey, 83 yards and two touchdowns. Time now for the lovable Pete Cronin to join the broadcast via Zoom. And Pete, as we welcome you in, first of all, how's the family, your growing family doing? Well, hold on. I'm going Halloween right here. Oh, the Halloween Cronin. I like it. I like it, the mood lighting. Special effect right here. I, I didn't know I had that in me. Oh, that, that is part of my I game. Always you, I always knew you were Spielberg-esque, and now I know why. Yeah, we're about the same size. But anyway, <laughs> uh, no, the family's doing quite well, thank you. Thank you for asking. And celebrating a big win last weekend. I mean, that was, uh, that was an event people are a little concerned about. There were uh, maybe... Uh, Nobody, I mean, people were uncommittal, uncommitted because they weren't sure what BC was going to do, but they, they did what they needed to do, which is a, which I think is a reflection of the job that Coach Halfley's doing with, uh, with this team. Yeah, you always talk about taking care of business. You've done it throughout your career. You were around guys who did it. It's about worrying about you, not so much about the opponent. I asked Jeff what his confidence meter was at this point. Wednesday, what's your confidence meter? No pun intended as BC approaches a game against the number one team in the country? Uh, my confidence meter is 100%. BC can't beat Clemson. Okay? 100%. However, however, they don't put the scores up before. It's like when you play golf, when you put that down that 85, and you haven't swung a club yet. No, they don't yeah. do that in football. They play these games. And it isn't a question of whether BC can beat Clemson, because they can. And will they... Uh, Everything points to no, but the fact of the matter is, VC has a plan. 
And if they're able to execute their plan, they put themselves in a position to beat the number one team in the country. And, okay, you matched up against a very formidable opponent, but if you weren't recruited by Clemson, what a great opportunity to prove how wrong they were Now, from, yeah. one, from one perspective. On the other hand, mm-hmm. you want to make a mark? You want to shock the football world? Beat Clemson. I mean, uh, and how do you do it? It's probably the, the million-dollar question. Uh, and what you do, how you do it is, is exactly how Jeff Hafley has prepared this football team. This is a game of attrition. It is, it is you know, you, you, you have to control the environment to the degree you can. They're a great football team. They're well coached. Um, they have tremendous athletes. If, they, if one thing isn't working, they go do something else. So it, it really boils down to some fundamentals to give, give themselves a chance against Clemson. What Boston College has to do is in their two losses, in one case, they victimize themselves due to penalties. North Carolina game, three, three personal foul, three 15-yard penalties resulted in the field goal. Now, had they avoided one of those penalties, North Carolina wouldn't be able, wouldn't be able to, to uh, kick the field goal, and BC would have won the game on their last, last drive. Against, yep. against Virginia Tech, five turnovers. Hey, I went to Marion High School. God rest her soul. But you know what? If BC turns the ball over against Marion High School, I'm not sure they have a good chance of beating them. No, no, so okay, so okay. Remember, remember uh, Rocky and Bullwinkle you know, in uh, in, in uh, Mr. Peabody. How can I forget? Okay, Mr. Peabody and Sherman. They used to go back in time and experience history. Well, spark up the Wayback Machine, Sherman. The Wayback Machine. <laughs> Way back, where do you want to go, Mr. Peabody? I want to go to the to the not so distant past. Boston College fourteen, Texas thirteen. Boston College twenty, Alabama thirteen. BC forty one, Notre Dame thirty nine. So these Davy and Goliath scenarios have occurred in BC history. Sure. How how is that going to happen again? It's going to happen. You know, the, the cliches are are just overwhelming, but. Boston College on offense needs to control the clock. They need to avoid the turnover and the self-inflicted wound. Give themselves a chance against a very good football team. Defensively, what's their philosophy? Keep the ball in front of us. Make them earn every yard. And if, if, and if BC is able to do that, those two things, they give themselves a chance. And if they can get themselves into the fourth quarter, with a with a either leading or within within striking distance, they would be the first team to do so. Um, I- interesting stat. Um, Clemson has outscored their opponents uh, two hundred to forty three in the first, first half. half. Yeah, I saw that. Yep. So if you can get through the first half and and you're in the game. You give yourself a chance. In, in Syracuse's case, I really looked at that game because they were in the game until one minute and 30 seconds before the end of the third quarter. And what happened? There was a scoop and score and an interception to the inside the five-yard line within the span of a couple of minutes. And what, what, what I noticed was Syracuse was in the game, and they tried to do more than they were capable of doing, and yeah. Clemson capitalized on it. So if BC can get themselves into that position, and I, I expect that they will, if they're able to avoid that self-inflicted wound, they give themselves a chance to pull a major Davian Goliath event here 
and pull the upset against the number one team in the country. I like it. Uh, it has some Halloween overtones. Must be oh. that mood lighting. That's there it is. Guess. Here you go. Yes. Look at it. The ominous Cronin. <laughs> right. hold, hold on me. Where's the candy? Give me the candy. <laughs> well, I'm expecting a little uh, you know, bite-sized candy bars in the booth. Oh, Why not? Oh, on Saturday. Yeah. You know, just tell Deb Cronin and company. Yeah. She knows where to bring the candy, right? No worries. We're, we're well stocked. We have seven grandchildren, so. I know. I, I hope you are. All right. Give me three keys. You have 42 seconds to give me three keys towards that formula for the upset. I go back to the point I made earlier. Again, the two games they lost, they lost because of penalties. You've got to cut it out. Stop shooting yourself in the big toe. Uh, defensively, keep it all in front of you. I mean, just make them earn every yard. And the, the third one is to, be, is, to, is to play within themselves, not get too excited, and just, and although they want to make Clemson earn every yard, be in a position to earn every yard. And if, Pete, if they do that, I think they got a chance of take, setting set the world on fire. Pete, you're always bringing the A game. You'll be bringing it at 11.30. Bring the, bring the bagel sandwiches on Saturday. I, I tell you what, well, 11.30. We'll roll you right out of bed, and we'll be remoting from Alumni Stadium while the rest of the crew is down in Death Valley. Looking forward to it, Pete. Have a great rest of the week. You too, Meet. Good talking to you. All right, great stuff. That's Pete Cronin on the BC Football Show. Special thanks to those who made it possible, including our producer back in Winston-Salem, Wolf Golke. Also, special thanks to Jason Baum and the BC Sports Information staff. Join us at 11.30 on Saturday for BC Game Day, Sports Radio, WEI 93.7 FM, and, of course, on Sirius XM. For the coach, Jeff Halfley, and the old linebacker, Pete Cronin, I'm John Mita Perel. Thanks for listening, everybody, and have a great night. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.